0: sister i'm so excited
1: why well
0: what i missed you Uh,
1: you act like you don't see me all the time
0: i didn't see you enough because oh my god guys if you didn't see our tiktok or instagram um our original laptop and hard drive is r.i.p um she has left us and there's no bringing her back so we lost the episode we were trying to release we lost a lot of shit but we are up and running better than ever do you want to tell them where we are right now
1: This is the first time we're recording in our little Serial Sister shed.
0: It's more than a shed. It's a shed. There's, no. It's a decorated shed. It's, (laughs) what do you want to call this? A fucking studio apartment? I don't, I'm only okay calling it a shed if we're going to go with like the Angela, that's what she shed kind of vibe. We have an office sign out front. So I think it's only.
1: (laughs) Whenever I hear she shed, I only think of that commercial. But do you know the commercial that I'm talking about? No. Where she's like, my she shed burned down. Did this cover my shit? Did this insurance cover my shit? It's like <laughs> all she says over and over. She said, and everything I think like Ryan in it or something. It was very funny.
0: Well, regardless of what we're calling it, we got one. We have an office, and it's our first day recording in our office. Woo! It's kind of cold, but it's it's gonna be fine. We have some bullshit
1: to start out with. I
0: was about to be like, what are we talking about today? But what are we not talking about today? Not every-
1: you know that a documentary is about to piss me off when they can't even get to the opening without a full screen of text doing a giant red flag to let you know that this whole thing involves sexual abuse involving minors.
0: Fantastic! Right, so, um, Audie, what are we talking about today?
1: It's not Tiger King,
0: but it's the Tiger King
1: spinoff about, not Doc, because he's not a fucking Doc. Wait, can, Antle. We,
0: can we establish this real quick? Yeah, guys, we're talking about the Doc Antle story. Um, it's not season three of Tiger King. We didn't want to be as basic as covering Tiger King, because I feel like you guys have already heard it no, a lot. getting
1: there
0: one day. It's oh. Today. All he said, I mean, I will. I love Tiger King. I just feel like everyone's already talked about it. I don't know. give a shit. I mean, if you want to hear us talk about it, okay, let us everyone know. Everyone's
1: talked about, like, how many of the documentaries we've done, but they I don't guess do that's true. like us. That's... An, snaps. And we have to shit on the people that abuse animals.
0: And this was a person, when I watched Tiger King, which I watched it, and I'm not even going to tell you guys how many watch, times I've watched Tiger King. It's embarrassing. It is. But... Shut the fuck up. I'm adding you. It's just insane to me. But I'm not calling him Doc. We'll get there in a moment. Antel Boglava... I call him Boglava <laughs> all the time.
1: <laughs> not in fact a Jewish Patriot.
0: No, but Antel was someone that I was like... Is no one investigating this? Like, this guy is definitely running, like, a sex ring cult, Mm -hmm. right? Like, am I, and Jeff, all of them. I mean, everyone in this could have their own separate documentary, and we will get there. But the first thing that we're going to talk about, even though they don't get to this till episode three. We're going to cover all three episodes if you guys want to watch Party with us. But we're not calling him Doc. Why are we not calling him Doc, audience? Because he's not a fucking doctor. He has no PhD and shit. He just decided one day
1: that he was a doctor.
0: And we find out his name. His name is fucking Kevin. Kevin. So we're gonna call him Kev. Oh, I was calling him Antle. That no, it's his last name. We're calling him. We are belittling this. I promise you, he has the smallest chode I've ever seen. We are calling him Kev for the rest of this. So, baby Kevin is going to be our subject of the documentary. But so there, there's no confusion throughout these three episodes, Kevin is. I'm gonna vomit in my mouth when I say this dr antel Boglivon, or however the fuck he decided his name is kevin that's what i'm gonna say his name is kevin
1: so we open up with basically just him bragging about himself it's like
0: the longest trailer ever where he's not really saying anything other than tiger king was completely fake it wasn't a documentary it was all fake according to him
1: and then we meet one of the only people i actually give a shit about
0: i give a shit about a few i mean a few
1: we meet Barbara Fisher, and she was one of the like main characters in Tiger King.
0: Yeah, we met her in Tiger King. She had longer brown hair in Tiger King, but she was um, one of the people that was talking about how she had gotten a boob job due to work conditions that she was saying you know she didn't really want it, but she definitely wanted the downtime for a week. Like That part of Tiger King just broke my heart mm-hmm. so much. But she's with us now, and we're seeing her in her life. She seems like uh, she's doing great, but Doc is being a complete asshole about it, saying that... She wanted the tits and she was test driving them on every Tom, Dick, in here. It makes me so mad. This entire trailer is ridiculously long and I get that they need to give us all the information, but it's just, here you go.
1: Literally this entire documentary is just misogyny. I think if I ever needed to figure out whether or not I liked a man, I would just show them this documentary and if they found something wrong with it or not, was whether or not I liked them.
0: Well, and we hear from Barbara and she's saying, you know, after Tiger King came out, people would recognize her, recognize the dog, that she was having a lot of people come on the property. So she actually had to move. She's deep in the country. She doesn't say where, thank God. Um, And that's where she's living out her life with her husband and her kids there because she's, I mean, she's afraid of this guy. And I guess at this point we should play the trailer, right? Mm -hmm.
1: This is not a documentary. Not a documentary. It's fake. (laughs) It's a silly, fake show. (laughs) An incredible, wild ride of a fantasy tale. Doc Doc Antel. hated Tiger King. He thought he was misrepresented in a bunch of lies. They hid the fact that this facility is the Ritz Carlton of keeping big cats. No one's even close to the grandeur and beauty
0: of this facility. It's a you, for to you know, I haven't spoken to Doc since this came out, he's not happy about it. Doc is a very, very skilled con artist. He thinks that if he's smarter
1: than the rest of the world and he designs his environment around him to confirm that he creates his own truth always he doesn't live in a world where people challenge him he doesn't he's not used to that anymore the silly little girl barbara fisher that bitch is on there talking saying they forced me to get a boob job after i was there for a month like are you mad because she was obsessed with having boobs those boobs didn't live here she's living out there Test driving them on every Tom, Dick, and Harry (laughs) she can (laughs) find. That's why she's pregnant all the time. Oh fuck! Doc has gotten away with this for so long. He thinks that he's bulletproof. But after Tiger King, all these people contacted me with their own stories. I knew that if I came forward, other people would too. There is safety in numbers. So now we pick up just on craziness. Um. We learned that apparently Doc just had this zoo where there's just uncaged animals around you all the time. I can't see my notes from back here. Or (laughs) you. It's just... Like, I can't... I can't (laughs) can't do this. It does cover your... I I can't. Like... I can't.
0: Like, I can't. but like her microphone's like the size of a baseball she looks like Rudolph but with a mic okay after Tiger King tons of girls contacted Barbara saying that the same thing had happened to them and that's when we get the name of this episode which is what's up doc and I don't know why that made me laugh so hard so now we meet Mackenzie She got her photo taken at the ranch when she was 12 years old with Kevin and, like, a monkey or something. And her senior year, she calls up Kevin and she's like, please let me volunteer. And, I mean, she's a, I'm guessing, 17, 16-year-old girl. So he's like, great, when can you move? Yep. We're
1: just kind of, like, meeting all the characters at this point.
0: Yeah, we get a lot of, like, introducing really quick.
1: So we also meet Julie and I'm going to butcher this name.
0: I can't say it either. Shavet? It was like, yeah, I had... Shavot, but like, it sounded like... I think like, it's Julia's Shabbat. Okay. We're going to try that if we're butchering. I'm very sorry. Because I'm Jewish. We're Jewish. So I'm trying not to <laughs> sound just like, like yeah, It's Jewish. Then it would be Shavat. but I don't want to... You know who we're talking about. Okay, we tried. Also, I just
1: have... Why is everyone fucking
0: beautiful? Is it the cult of hot people all over again? A little bit. But the guy that's name we can't say, Shavat. The important thing to know about him is that he slept in a barn with Bubbles the Elephant. Bubbles the Elephant? And they were like BFF, this little baby elephant, and him whose name Bubbles. And that's just really the highlight, and I'm having to hold on to the good things that I have here. But okay, so Jules and Barbara were friends. Uh, I'm going to say in the compound, not the zoo. The But yes, they <laughs> became friends there, and they trained animals together. This is about the time that we're seeing a lot of photos and realizing that Kevin makes everyone dress up like Crocodile Dundee. It's worse than that. It's like the most tacky safari you'd ever gone it on. It looks like
1: the Flintstones.
0: Like you oh know where they just f- take <laughs> articles of clothing
1: and like animal things and they just make clothes. That's what it looks like. Does it not? <laughs> it just looks like they like roughed house it, went out to a cage and like made their clothes. What the fuck? It really does. And so apparently Julie came into the picture and Doc tries to
0: tell Shavat
1: like don't go for her. She's a bad girl. Da-da-da no doc, you just wanted her and you realized that you were shit.
0: Right. Because we hear that he rates her a nine when she gets to the zoo. And at first she's like, yeah, I was really excited. Like, oh my God, you know, he likes me. He thinks I'm a nine, but also what the, the fuck you're rating your employee? Like, oh Oh, my God. he's also
1: showing all the female employees this giant
0: bed. That, yeah. We meet Magenta and she, which what a name. Magenta tells us about how he would show off this giant bed that he had like more times than absolutely necessary to an employee. But really, there's really just no time. Um, And Magenta, she's an ex-employee of the zoo. She is also a polyamorous relationship coach. And she's saying that Kevin tries to play it off like that this is polyamory, but that requires such a level of respect and...
1: It's not. It's very different. What he's doing is cheating.
0: It's a harem. It's <laughs> it's not what he's saying it is at all. I... Hold on. I guess I took a photo
1: because I just have here a poly coach dick picture.
0: And I think... What? <laughs> I think... I watched this three times. I never saw a dick pic. If I
1: didn't... It's not a real dick, but like they show... On her website that she has different stuff about different things and literally there's just like all these dildos and vibrators just on the screen for you to see and they're very detailed. He gave all of them different necklaces and it would all mean like different things.
0: No, they had the same matching medallion but soon after uh, Mackenzie and Jules and Magenta and stuff are all at the compound, I'm saying compound, the zoo, he changes all of their names which is like Cult 101, Strip You of Identity malnourish you and and brainwash you.
1: Well, we're learning that there's almost two cults happening here, okay? So there is Doc's Zoo, which is just the regular
0: cult of Antle. Right.
1: And then there is a place called Yogaville.
0: And Yogaville... We really need to slow down and explain... A lot
1: more people know about this than you think.
0: Like, this is, like, a very famous cult. But it's... So we're gonna jump timelines a little bit, because that's what the documentary does. So we're gonna talk about, you know, like, when they joined Yogaville, Kevin fake doctor um when he was in yogaville and how he adapted things from that cult so this this is really like a cult within a cult within a cult i suppose
1: swami is an author of philosophy and spiritual books and that's kind of like what led him to yogaville but he was kind of like this indian priest right so everyone knew him he was very large at this time
0: kevin definitely doesn't want to talk about yogaville because he thinks that it's nuts, but also Kevin is nuts. And now we meet Joan, who's an ex-Yogaville employee. So remember that- employee, devotee. Oh, you're right, devotee. But keep in mind, guys, like, Yogaville and Kevin Zoo are two separate cults, but they are conveniently right next to each other.
1: And I love how the members of this cult would apparently joke about how it was really like an asylum, and they would laugh and debate between yoga and Scientology, and I'm like, that's a cult. And Joan's like, but it was, we kind of were. So first of all, guys, not all yoga is bad. Just Yogaville sucks. This was a compound of over 250 permanent residents that all had names just given to them and were literally living in tents. And they would meditate for four to six hours a day. What the fuck? I can't even meditate for five minutes. Like, I can't have a single (laughs) thought that is just alone in my head. Even right now when we're recording, it's hard for me to not have music or something going on because it's just so silent. (laughs) How the fuck do you sit in silence for four to six hours a day and just be in your own thoughts?
0: I don't know. Their minds are not as dark as ours. That's what I have to tell myself. For real.
1: So people believe that Swami is a god. They are believing that they are going to receive this, like, almighty power from him and there's no other way. And this is kind of how people get into
0: cults. Right. So now we meet Samadhi. She's my fucking favorite. I love her so much. Well, we have someone else that I'm really going to love too, but I love her. Um, She got into meditation and yoga at five because of her parents. And by 11 was doing four to six hours a day, four to six fucking hours of yoga a day. We also quickly meet Sachi, a former Yogaville employee. She's been through a lot. She's been through a lot. She saw Tiger King and was like, whoa, you guys missed a lot of shit in this documentary and we need to talk about more, okay? She is in the most beautiful house. She's got like glass china all around her. I have to think that she's done really well in life, but this girl looks like she does not want to talk about this. Maybe it's the first time that she's talked about this. These girls have just gone through fucking shit and I mm, cannot wait to drag Kevin to fucking hell for this. But this is when we find out that Kevin, Kevin was a magician, not getting a PhD, a fucking magician. He has magic shows.
1: Oh, do you want to know how we learned this? We have his friend who helped him do all the magic shows named Steve Diamond, who is clearly well off today. Your He's doing name, great. Your fucking last name is Diamond, Diamond. And he is filming this in some sort of mansion room that looked like it was literally a, a ball. <laughs> I mean, it was magical. <laughs>
0: So Kevin has been trying to do magic, but he wasn't really that good at it. And he starts traveling to festivals. Mm-hmm. So he meets Steven at one of these festivals. Steven says that I was already a well-off magician. I don't know what it's like to be a well-off magician. Like, I don't know what the, the like, category of magicianing is I, for you to be well-off. I guess that's but, fair. Like... So he was saying, like, I was a well-off magician at, like, 15 and 16. I was traveling. I was doing shows a lot. So they form this, like, 50-50 partnership, Kevin and Steven do.
1: Also, during this, we meet David who was a juggler for him.
0: Lower third juggler.
1: Just juggler. And there's videos of this magic. Bhagavan supposedly had psychic powers because he had had practiced yoga and his pranayama
0: and and acquired these, these, these superpowers. He would walk on coals, and he would supposedly levitate things and whatnot. Your body can become so fit that you are immune to those things from the outside world coming in and influencing you.
1: He would create this illusion that if you listened to him and you followed his ways, you would be able to do some of the same things.
0: I cannot stress enough that he wasn't a good magician. We see these videos of him and he's like, put this leather sack over his face and I'm sure he like loves to strangle his girlfriends in. It's disgusting. But he's a fucked up person, Audie. Don't give me that look like we're not about to go into some deep shit. All of the trigger warnings for all of the child molestation and sexual abuse. Coming up your way, guys. But he what has you, what this you fucking- saying it
1: like a coming up on. <laughs> like coming like he's, up next. He's more like, sad of you,
0: sure. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking datelining this shit. yeah, so he has this like sack over his face and he's panning his hand over the cards and he's like, This is the two of hearts. It's fucking not. It's not even close. So apparently, to
1: be part of Antle's zoo, you had to literally give up everything. You had to give up all your friends
0: all your family life because he would work you to the bone and never pay you. It's not that I don't want to talk about that but I wasn't done with the magic because he released his own magic book. Did you see that part? He released... Audie. they pan, they pan over to Antle Boglavon's magician how-to book. It's like a tutorial magician's book that he fucking wrote. We also cut to him walking on coals. I don't even know if that shit was real. Are you leaving? I'm getting a glass of wine. (laughs) Audie
1: has left the building.
0: She got a beer. This is not beer. What is it? Oh. Ew. Yeah, drink those. I don't want them. They're from my wedding.
1: Oh, are they really?
0: They've been chilling in my fridge for a while. It's fine. It'll
1: be gone very shortly.
0: All right. So back to this documentary, guys. Audie's now alcoholed herself up. We're (laughs) getting all of this 80s footage. It looks like a real fucking wild time. The 80s in general just seem like a wild time. Now they're calling Joe Exotic Zoo a cheap man's version of what Kevin is creating. This is Steven. He's saying that in 2014, he went there and it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And then we cut to Joe Exotic. They just... Oh my God. Sometimes I think that these documentarians they like film shit and they had to cut it for the original Tiger King and they're like, no, we have to fucking find a way to get this out to the public. You mean the marriage? Yes, we see Joe Exotic performing fucking marriages at his zoo. Pastor Joe. Pastor Joe. And he's like, we can do whatever weddings you want. You want tigers in the background. It's literally people standing in front of animals in cages while he like puts up some white tinsel and performs a wedding ceremony. I would love to be in the conversations of what gets cut from these documentaries. All of the documentaries here, they give us footage that I'm just like, there can't be more. There's so much great Tiger King footage that we don't even know exists out there. And let me just tell them, if you're listening, I will stay. If you want to release 17 seasons of this, I will watch them all. Just give me everything that you've got. Oh, and don't forget
1: that at Antle's place, he would make all of them wear costumes. Oh, they would wear costumes. He had an endless closet. Literally, his closet, Party City. Party City. And we're He had assless chaps. He had the
0: fishnets, the cowboy hats. The tights for men and women. And women. (laughs) So Doc, oh my God, I hate that I just said that. No, fucking Kev. Little Kev would go to Renaissance fairs to pick up girls for his zoo. Um, And really, like, what better pickup line is there, they tell us, than, do you want to pet my tiger? Yes, I want to pet your fucking tiger. So he was going to these Renaissance fairs to meet girls. And Magenta was there, walking her ferret. Through the forest. Can you repeat that? Man? Magenta was traveling with Renaissance fairs, and as she is walking her ferret through the forest, I can't, I have to play it. That's how I met him. I was traveling from state to state doing Renaissance fairs, and I was walking my ferret through the forest area and ran smack into a guy walking a lion. Right
1: now, he is gaining almost a pound.
0: I said, "Do you ever hire people?" And a week later, I was hauling elephant poop. I had moved in. I just can't get this image of this girl walking a ferret through the forest. Is this a thing? Like, are there ferret walks? Like, do they have leashes for ferrets? I hope that
1: it was Coburg for something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: that she's just n-
0: she's not actually walking a ferret. It's
1: like the walk at Thanksgiving. Someone's she's gonna like, DM I'm us. my ferret.
0: <laughs> wink, wink. So remember that yoga god guy at Yogaville? He was a fucking nut, but he was also sexually abusing women and for sure leading a cult. But this is exactly what Kevin is basing his zoo off of. He is putting people on really strict diets, he's cutting off communication. Oh no,
1: no 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 no, not people. Just
0: girls. Just the, women. just the girls, you're right. He liked girls to look like little girls, like really skinny, would put them on rice and beans diet. Like, rice and ice only. We're also
1: learning that over in Yogaville, Sami is doing the same thing. He's also sexually abusing all of these girls. And, of course, all of these girls are like, no, I didn't actually want to sleep with a man that was double or
0: triple my age. He looks I like the Santa's, Enlightenment. He looks like Santa's grandfather. So, now we're going to meet Brahmi, okay? Brahmi was originally Betsy. Betsy huh? Her name's fucking You're Betsy. Right. Brahmi was her cult name. But Betsy... And she was hot as fuck. Betsy was Kevin's first wife, okay? And this is... Just buckle up, buttercup. We are about to take you on a wild fucking ride of how they got together. We meet her, and it is the saddest shit. Um, We're hearing her brother talk over her and explaining... That she's had a really bad drinking problem and almost died from it. She's in a wheelchair now. And that she'll never get over him. That's what she says. She's like, yeah, my mom always brings up that he was the love of my life. I'll never get over him. And she's like, yep, you're right. Fuck you, mom. Let it go. And I'm like, this guy's a piece of shit, Betsy. Like, we can do way better. That Kevin. Because
1: his name is fucking Kevin. Kevin Antle. Met Betsy in high school, and Kevin always apparently had this cool mom, and so Betsy and her at the time boyfriend would go and
0: hang out at his house. Right, Betsy was dating a different boy, but this boy lived next door to Kevin, and Betsy's mom and her boyfriend's mom didn't like them to just be at the house like doing God knows what, you know, and so she would go with him to Kevin's house. I don't, that's what they're doing. God thinking. knows what in like, the-
1: like sex. Is- not a bad or thing. I meant thing. like in
0: the mother's eyes. I know. I just hate
1: that we make it such a taboo thing for teenagers. It's like they're gonna do it. I make agree. it a safe space. I agree.
0: Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, Betsy and her, at the time, boyfriend go to Kevin's house all the time to hang out and then all of a sudden we're hearing that Kevin's mother starts fucking <laughs> Betsy's Betsy. Boyfriend, what? <laughs> so then the mother is like, Hey, Betsy, I know you're real sad that I'm fucking your teenage boyfriend illegally, so why don't you just take my son? Flee, take the payment, just, just what? Why don't you start <laughs> fucking my son? Is what and so she does, and that is how Betsy and Kevin get together they get married and change their names because they went to yogaville to become certified yoga instructors and do you see the snowball effect that we're like leading you through now and
1: apparently Kevin was like always a hot shot. He drove a fucking Porsche and a fucking DeLorean. Y'all, if you don't know what a DeLorean is, that's the Back to the Future time machine car.
0: I guess that because I wasn't like an 80s person, but I think he is so fugly. There no, is not yeah. one photo that I see that does not make me crawl he, into a shell.
1: I mean, because I know him as a person, obviously, yeah, but for 80s time, he definitely was like he had the long hair, he looked like fucking Freddie
0: Mercury. He looks like an asparagus. <laughs>
1: What's the one asparagus and veggie
0: tails that has the sideways hat? And does he even have. Oh, oh, no, that's he's a broccoli. <laughs> I, I know veggie tails. Oh, he's a broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> the way you said.
1: Oh, he's a broccoli.
0: Do you know don't, how many people. Don't miss it to him. He's a broccoli. I <laughs> have to think that we are just fucking losers with how much we reference this cartoon. <laughs>
1: we are losers.
0: As we sit in this freezing cold shed. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So. Is she Shisha? Shisha. So now we cut back to Samadhi, okay? Samadhi was at Yogaville. She was that kid that was doing like four to six hours of yoga a fucking day. So she lived at Yogaville. Oh, no, just meditation, not even the yoga. Right, how dare I. So she met Kevin at some lake at Yogaville on the property, but she was 14 and he was 22. And married. He was also married uh, to Betsy. So she asks the other teenage girls that day, like, "So did he touch your butt and your boobs and shit, or like was it just me?" Again, fourteen and twenty-two. Into the mic for the people in the back, fourteen and twenty-two. That's disgusting.
1: That's called sexual assault and rape. And
0: for six months, he sends her flowers and poetry and is like trying to woo this fourteen-year-old. That's, it's literally love-bombing. Like, it's a trait in toxic and narcissistic people. And she's 14 years old. I cannot say it enough. It's probably not that hard to impress a 14-year-old girl. And he's just obsessed with her. And then we cut back to Sachi, who is the girl with the, like, gorgeous China background that, like, has gone through some shit. And she's saying that she remembers going to dinner with him. And it was all about, like, the flash and the glam and the toys, that he had tigers everywhere. It was like, like, he had to be a god in some way. Oh, but don't forget that Sachi
1: literally was supposed to be, which sounds so it's bad. It's so supposed disgusting. Supposed to be for Antle or whatever. And he just passes her on to his 30-year-old friend. She is 15. 15. And she's like, I guess I just thought it was my choice and I played into it. Honey, if
0: you're 15, it's not your fucking choice. It's it's so... I'm going to brush and, past this next part, too. They kind of do, too. But oh. we find out that, like, they were taking naked photos of these girls They were having them in relations together and photographing it. I mean, just the worst of the worst. It's child porn. It's fucking child porn. And Kevin is directly responsible for it. And Betsy
1: was covering it up for him by burning the photos.
0: Well, so we find out that Betsy found the pictures of Samadhi. Just Samadhi did this like nude photo shoot with a boa constrictor. And she's fucking 14 years old. She finds the photos and burns them uh, because she was like enraged that Kevin was cheating on her, and this is what she says the first time that she finds... It's just so fucking crazy. Are you guys not at the edge of your seat? Because I I cannot stop screaming about this. So Betsy says Mm -hmm. that she was the last person to know about all of this. Um, But Samadi and Kevin had a spiritual marriage, okay? And this is such a manipulative piece of shit. This
1: literally... Like, I had to stop the documentary.
0: It's disgusting. He has a spiritual marriage with her alone in his attic, how he makes it sound. They go on vacation together, the three of them, Betsy, Kevin, and Samadhi. What Betsy doesn't know is that this vacation is supposed to be Kevin and Samadhi's quote, honeymoon, but she's 14 fucking years old. And Betsy's like, I'm gonna be honest, I spent that entire vacation snorkeling and I guess he spent it fucking her, but I didn't know that.
1: Listening to the first-hand encounter of what this fuckwad did to these kids.
0: It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Sleeping with them on, like, their 14th and 15th birthday. Because he had an
1: obsession with them being virgins, of course.
0: Of course. What the fuck? Samadhi also lived in a tent behind Betsy and Kevin's house. His ex-wife says that, like, she looked 12 years old. That Betsy herself looked 12 years old. Even up until she was 30, she was like, I was 100 pounds. Um, He liked people to look rail thin like little kids it's just fucking disgusting also you're a horrible person because even if you're regardless of all of the horrible shit that i could drag you to hell for for being with this 14 year old you also know that she's sleeping in a tent behind your house what the fuck? what the fuck What the actual fuck? She's a child and I I mean, she seems like she's doing very well off now, but I am angry for her. I see that she has done a lot of yoga and forgiving her in her life. Well, I'm not there yet, so I'm still fucking mad about it. So then we go back to Magenta. She's that girl that was walking her ferret through the forest. Well, she says that she was on an 800-calorie-a-day diet of, like, nothing, really. Like, nothing that was not giving her the, nutrients. Not even 800. They literally would only give rice and beans and, like, some vegetables. That was all you had. And he's, like, calling her a fat-ass. It's just, it's fucking, we'll get oh, there. Oh, well, this
1: is after she's being chased around the parking lot. By her friend. By her friend with a fucking fig
0: Newton bar and screaming, It's fat-free, for fuck's sake, just eat it! Well, and I mean, he's, like, forcing these girls into eating disorders. And she Whoa. tells us that she starts eating carrots she wouldn't eat the fig newton bar it was too it was too many calories so she starts eating carrots and is able to think straighter so she says that
1: she told anton like i'll stay till next year but after my two years is done i want to go and he said well fine you don't deserve the boob job anyway because if you're gonna look like a fat ass you don't need the tits and it's like uh, how can you say anything anton because i'm sorry i don't know if you looked in the mirror lately you look like a melting santa claus doll (laughs) (laughs) You look like you took the beer aisle and said, yes, thank you. I don't know what the fuck you're trying to show off for He is not in good shape. No, I have... (laughs) You want to know what I have? Antle looks like the 90s animatronic santa that you would have in your living room but it's been left in the attic until now yep and so all yep. of the hair has slowly melted off and thinned the beard practically gone it's been <laughs> eaten off by rats at this point i wouldn't be surprised if someone stuck on or drew on acne because it's there sometimes. the ponytails like receding yeah all everything's <laughs> receding the eyebrows the ponytails everything his eyes looked like they're just drained and coked
0: out He's so like fuck me <laughs> So, Magenta is telling us that she was blacking out around, I mean, fucking around tigers, like, she's, dying. oh, go ahead, go with the um, melted Santa. I
1: said that your hair looks like it's melting away from the heat up there, and it looks like that your dick has shrunk past the size of micro that it already was. I also have, I, I could stop this man's face in, in all caps. Literally, if Anton's ever murdered, guys, it's me, sorry,
0: it's me. Um, so just so you guys know that we're dragging him, not even the appropriate amount, like we could be saying a lot worse shit about him. I'm going to bypass this story pretty quickly because it's fucking horrible. But Barbara's telling us this story of how she was really attached to this monkey that was at the zoo. I was with it right when it got born and she'd been training this monkey, was really attached to it. And he knew that she was really obsessed with this monkey. And he took the monkey, who was like a little baby, and takes Barbara and puts the monkey in the freezer and shuts the door and is just waiting for Barbara to stop being upset about that. And that's what he's telling her. Like, I'm teaching you not to be this attached. I'm teaching you not to feel this way. It's, the, it's so abusive. It's so insane. This poor fucking monkey. I, we see pictures of the monkey later. So I'm assuming that it lived from this. But it's, it's, if that doesn't make you hate this person and not understand why they're not in jail, I don't know what does.
1: Angel's ponytail looks like a horse's tail. I think I've had horses with prettier tails than him.
0: We also start just hearing about the abuse that all of his girlfriends and his wife were going through. He was capable
1: of doing harm more than your average person. He could go from very charming to very angry. Did you ever see him lose his temper in a way that was scary? Yes. With me, one time. Can we stop for a second? Yeah, I just need a drink. There were four times in four years where I thought he was going to kill me. He was so incredibly violent to me that I thought, "That's it. He got me. This is going to be." The first couple times was I was going to leave him. And it was pretty soon into the relationship. I just wanted to leave. I didn't want to be in the relationship anymore. And he would beat me or be violent with me, scare me into staying with him. Choked me and to the point where I passed out. And one time he even bragged to his girlfriends that he broke two of my
0: ribs to shut me up. And it's true, he did. And just in case you need more fucking reasons to hate Kevin, this not-doctor piece of shit, when Betsy was giving birth, not only did he, like, want her to get an abortion and said that he wasn't going to be around, but while Betsy is giving birth to his first child, he calls and is like, do I have to fucking show up to this? And she's like, uh, yeah, bitch, you do. Oh, oh, he's also fucking someone else while it's happening. Uh, Yes, he's on the road with his girlfriend, and he shows up, lays next to her in the bed, and sleeps while she has their baby, wakes up, From his nap, the baby's born, and he's back on the road with his fucking girlfriend. I hate men. I hate hate him so much. He told Samadhi that Betsy was pregnant, and and Samadhi's like, well, that's funny because you told me that you weren't even sleeping with Betsy anymore, so that's weird. And then Samadhi gets pregnant, and he tries to force her to have an abortion.
1: Oh, well, you're forgetting that... He told her she wouldn't get pregnant because he put a spell
0: on her. Right. How can I be forgetting that? He told her that he could put a spell on her and that Samadhi couldn't get pregnant by him. Of course
1: he blames all this on
0: her. Um, sir, you inserted your pee. Right. She's like a child. She's fucking child. Not like. She is. So remember that they're all involved in Yogaville. Well, word that Samadhi is pregnant by Kevin gets through to Yogaville. Okay. And there's a family meeting called. Basically everyone at the family meeting is blaming the girls saying that they've been seducing him and it's fucking victim blaming and leave it to the woman in the room to be like, it seems like the responsible person is the fucking adult Mm -hmm. in the room. And this causes them to go into like this uproar where everyone in the group now has to sign a pledge saying that they won't date or anything. And everyone's like, And anyone that's not willing to sign this isn't welcome to teach or practice there anymore.
1: But it's all just misogynistic because they're all just blaming the women for everything. These
0: 14, 15-year-old girls. Like, why are these women being punished for being raped? Also, I would like to point out that by the time Samadhi was pregnant, he already was in a relationship with another 14-year-old girl. So, we meet... Oh my god! One of my fish. she's a queen. She is the queen of this documentary. Rada. Rada. We meet Rada. This is another one of Antal's ex wives. Except this is the first time that we realize he kidnapped her. Like he he fucking kidnapped this child. Um, it's fourteen I, year old child. He was twenty five. She was fourteen, and her mom is like, no. He asked her to give
1: him her school route like a million times play by play and so on our way to school she jumps in the car dumps her bag and ran
0: away and i'm like honey you didn't run away you were kidnapped yeah it's just she's like i guess i thought i was running away but like i didn't really think it was an abduction this old man just skirted up next to you on your way to catholic school oh uh, let me back it up Well, well, well we're gonna give you a lot more information in episode two but she's on her fucking way to school he skirts up puts her in there dumps her backpack changes her name and skeet skeets out of town. He stole a child. And that's how episode one ends. <laughs> Sister, we did it. Sista. Episode one. Episode one. I have so eight. much more shit to say about this piece of shit. Oh. I, you know what, guys? We're just, we're going to go ahead and just let you go. Uh, come back now, I guess. Just go to the now. next episode. And we're going to cover all three episodes. You can check this out on Netflix. Audie, where can they find you?
1: I'm Awkward Audio on all the things. Where can they find you?
0: I am Devin Dennis, XOXO on all the things, and you can find us at Serial Sistas. That's Sistas with three A's, S-I-S-T-A-A-A-S on Instagram and TikTok. Serial <laughs> Sistas <laughs> No, just cut it. it. That's
1: it. That's it. No. Oh. I, I looked, I waited for you. The way that
0: you just said commercial, because you said she shed commercial.
1: Commercial? Did I say it weird? Why do you
0: point to me? I just nice thought you were betting. You're, like,
1: you're like your responsibility
0: now. Nah. <laughs> so now we're introduced to Swamaji and Yogaville. Okay, Swamaji is like the the yoga god of this of this village. It's the worst vision. Cut. His name is Swami. What did I say? Sawaji. Swamaji? Swamaji?
1: Swamaji? No, it was Swami. Okay. God.
0: Samadi, Samadhi? <laughs> where's He Has the fucking ham zoology next? To- <laughs> I have.
1: He ham-zoology. has zoology.
0: This is my notes. He has the fucking ham zoology next to Yoga Vilhu. He has
1: the fucking something zoology.
0: I don't know. Then we cut to Magenta, who's the girl that was walking her ferret through the forest. Are we a fucking can-can
1: line? That is our... That's our our outro. That does not sound like